So, recap time, what all happened last session? Anima got scared of a five-foot-tall, very paranoid person. Scarecrow man. <laughs> yeah, we met an old friend of Vi's. He had the misfortune of sneaking up on you accidentally just outside of the cave. Which resulted in him getting stabbed by Belle in what could easily have been the shortest guest spot ever. <laughs> Not stabbed through a knife, different. Didn't stab him, I checked it. Yeah, no, it was Vi that was potentially going for the stab. Yes. <laughs> but she was gonna give yeah. him a long distance oh. shank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it turned out to be an information broker Vi used to work with that went missing about three years ago and apparently ended up on that planet and had not left since. And he had to flee because he was digging into something in the Federation related to the Ashen Guard, got caught, and had to flee for his life. So that was a fun time. Also the first time Bal has heard mention of the Federation in relation to where Vi and Anima are from. Oh yeah, that's true. You also fought a couple of creatures on your way to the Basilisk, which you found in a cave, and were able to, after a bit of maintenance, get it to, well, very basic maintenance, get it to power up enough to where you were able to lift off, and now it is time to see if you can pilot it back to the Crimson Cutter. So, if you will look in shard, you will see. I have the map of the Basilisk up, if everyone will arrange themselves where they would be on the map. Engineering is right here. We've got the bridge up in the front. This room is just filled with random junk. And then there is the cargo. Which did not have a lot of value in it. So, who is where? I think I was in engineering. Or who wants to be where? Because you could have arranged yourselves, however, as you were taking off. Anima, you're you're gonna try to fly this, right? I think out of the Was three I? of us, you're the most adept, I would say. I mean, Vi, I don't, I don't know if you. I think Vi is with terrain vehicles. Yeah. Anima's the one that can also fly. Yeah, Vi's just terrain. Yeah, so Anima, yeah. I feel like you're probably the best one to. With the shuttle practice, you found out you had proficiency with, I don't remember the name of the vehicle, but you can fly. I need to add that as a proficiency, because I don't have it written down. Okay, then I guess I'm up here. I mean, I can, I can give it a go. I mean, I haven't flown anything, but I can give it a try. Hit some buttons, take off. I think I can do it. I mean, it's worse that can happen. So is everyone just hanging out in the helm? Vi's probably going to be looking at the computer, seeing what information she can get from them. Cool. So no one's in engineering. Does someone need to be? I mean, does someone need to be in engineering? Is that, <laughs> is that, is that, a, is that a thing? That's up to you! <laughs> I mean, are there computers in engineering? Probably, yeah. Okay, then Vi can go to engineering. Yeah, it, it still counts as computers. Okay, yeah, I can go in there and look at the computers there. Tech level's probably similar to some of the lower tech stuff in the Federation, okay. and this ship is multiple centuries old. Okay, then yeah. Yeah, she can she can do this, maybe. We'll find out. <laughs> Alright, and I'll say with the device that you use to trace the signal, you can also easily hit a couple of buttons and trace the signal back to where the Opal Star and the Crimson Cutter are. And so, Anima, as we're lifting off, up and out of the hole in the ceiling, give me a piloting check. Piloting is dexterity, so. Okay. So roll dexterity and add your proficiency bonus. Here we go. Or here we oh. don't go. <laughs> Bell's just sitting on a chair with the speed up. 10, 11, 12. 12. Okay. Okay. I'll say with that, you you might scrape against some of the brush that was coming in, but you were able to get it mostly intact up and out, and now you can see and you're able to 
you have a pretty clear line of sight, you'll have to be flying above the tree level, but you know, the closer you get to where the other ships are, the more clear area there will be. Did you mean to scrape the to scrape those trees? Was that supposed to was that supposed to happen? I remember in the last session I did tell them that we were like there and also We found it, yeah. But I I don't remember exactly the contents of those messages. They told us it was either to stay here or to fly it back. Cause that's why we're flying it back, because they said, Do you want us to try it? Yeah, if you couldn't get it working, they just uh, send a signal also because just because I want to make sure it got gets on the recording because I don't remember if I mentioned it during the recap. Kai did stay behind, but you have Spectre sending somebody to give him some basic communication technology and she will eventually be arranging him transport off of the planet. No, he's fine. He's good. Give him some space Zoloft. He'll be good. He's fine. I have to say, it is a lovely day to be flying a rickety old spaceship. <laughs> That's the running commentary from Anima. This is your pilot speaking. <laughs> yeah, so what kind of conversations are going on is here, aside from Val poking fun at Anima's I wasn't poking fun. No, that was, that was an honest question. He's never flown a ship, so he doesn't know what's right or wrong. He's like, maybe, that's, maybe we need to do it that way, as far as he knows. Well, it's better to hit the trees than the rocks. It's just one damn thing after another over here. My pants have a bunch of holes in it. How did that happen? What is... What is happening today? I have no idea. But it's insanity. Anyway, no hitting trees generally bad, but with the way the growth pattern was, I don't think it could have been avoided. The gremlins are strong with this one. We may need to try again another day. Val and I can vamp for a while, it's fine. So Discord decided it didn't recognize my Yeti anymore, and since I have the audio coming to and out of it, it decided to just run it through my computer instead. And it's like, no, it's not what I wanted. As you lift slowly above the treetops, and you can check the little locator beacon to adjust which way the ship is pointed to head back in the correct direction. It's it's starting to come back to you. It's been a bit for <laughs> Alright. <laughs> this is your pilot Anima speaking. It is a balmy 80 degrees today. We are flying at and she kinda taps the altimeter and it just like swings above the trees. And we are headed back on our way to the I've forgotten the name of the other ship, but we're headed back. Crimson Cutter. Crimson Cutter, that's the one. I knew there was red and also cutting or crushing. I think engineering just fell out. <laughs> I think the bottom just fell out of engineering, and Vi's now gone. <laughs> I think we lost Vi. I think the bottom just fell out. I'm not sure that's supposed to happen, but it, it, the whole thing just kind of fell. Oh, she's back. Oh, Never no, mind. No, no, they're back. <laughs> It came back on. It's, it's reattached. Never mind about that warning signal. They are mm, just going nuts. 20 minutes later, you got the ship up out of the hole. You haven't broken anything and you're pointed in the right direction. Yay! <laughs> Excellent. The warning light is going off saying that there is a breach in engineering, but what? I have the comms on. <laughs> <laughs> there was a joke that the whole that the bottom fell out of engineering oh. when you disappeared. There was not actually issues going on. I was gonna say what? <laughs> I'm going on the comms and I'm checking. Hey, Vi, did the bottom fall out of engineering? Because I've got warning lights. Well, there was a a bit of an issue. It's fine now. Don't worry about it. 
Oh, and don't worry about the blood that's coming out from under the ship, un under the uh, door. It's fine. Blood? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Calm down. It's it. Everything is fine. Okay. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> when people say everything is fine, it's it's usually the opposite. But uh, look. Then again, I've been thinking with Stavios, that's how it is. Are there bio bio <laughs> biological parts to this engine, and is it bleeding? Not anymore. No. This is a purely Just mechanical complete. engine. There's nothing biological about the engine. No. About the engine. The ship is alive. I knew it's it. It's a mimic. No. No. It's a mimic. No. No. Do we need a roll for initiative? <laughs> I guess no. I do need to know who is currently monitoring the computers because I imagine this conversation is going on as you're flying. Oh, Bal's just seeing uh, see with his speed up, so not Bal. Vi, you're monitoring, right? Yeah, Vi's looking at computers yeah. and engineering, making sure nothing, hopefully nothing explodes. I'm trying to keep it in the air and making sure that the warning lights that are sort of flicking on and off across the panel are actually like because it's ancient and not because something is actually wrong. But it's it's just kind of like flickering and it eventually stops. You imagine perhaps a wire was loose or something. It's an old ship. This is a really old ship. Hey, bye. Can you give me computers check as you're monitoring? Yeah. All right. That was not great. Twelve. Okay, you don't notice anything. The system's a little different than what you're used to. So you're trying to figure out what different things mean. Okay. And you've been flying for about a minute when one of the electrical conduits explodes, sending a shockwave through the hole. Can everyone give me a dexterity save? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's a bit better. Fifteen. Okay, you pass. Sixteen. You pass. Oh, good. The pilot doesn't. Pilot six. Anima fails. Oh. Anima does fail. If I see her falling, I'll definitely try to catch Anima. Definitely try to, if I see, because I feel something happening. Because I'm not doing anything else, so I, I feel like I'd be able to do something. So, so I'm just kind of chilling. Well, for Anima, you get, so you get, you're supposed to get 1d8 of lightning damage if you fail. I rolled a one. So you get shocked. Bow and buy, you're fine. <laughs> cool. God bless. <laughs> it's like when you, it's like when you like touch a doorknob after walking on oh. carpet in winters. <laughs> Should I mark one? So it's not that bad. Damage. <laughs> yes. Just please don't be at one hit point. Uh, no. <laughs> no. All right. So I can't do it. Just exploded. Everyone else okay? Yeah? Yeah, I take it that wasn't supposed to happen? Uh, probably get that fixed. What happened? A conduit exploded. So you probably heard a small explosion before you got shot. There was a bang by... I didn't do it this time. <laughs> I'm not saying you did. I'm saying what the hell was it? Uh, let's see. I think it would have been actually possibly from like the front of the oh. tree, maybe. Well, no, it would. So we're, well, we are. <laughs> so it describes as sending a shockwave through the hull. But Vi, you probably do notice after that bang that there's something that you weren't sure what it was, but now you realize, oh, that was an alert. Oh, everything is fine. You just <laughs> didn't quite recognize it. <laughs> Again, it does not sound like everything is fine. Look, do you want to do this? <laughs> Centuries old ship. There's also computers up in the bridge that could probably use some monitoring. Like the one you have your feet propped up on, Val. <laughs> yeah, Val has no computers, but he can try, but he has no computers at all, so... He can look at it. Get lucky. Can you just give me a computers check? Yep, he doesn't know. That's a four. So, no. <laughs> yes, there's, there's things on the screen. Um, I learned about this back in school, but I was never paid attention during this portion of class. So, 
Yeah, there's there's things going on. Well, you make it about another minute, and you're making better time because you're able to travel faster up above the treetops. But you just hear this sputtering sound oh. as the engine fails, <laughs> and you start to fall. Well, it's nice knowing you guys. So, um, Anima, give me a piloting check. I am looking for a crashing spot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> for sure. Roll the investigation? Yeah. Or perception? So, 14, the trees are starting to thin out, and you see a spot where it's more bushes than anything, mm -hmm. so that's probably going to be your best, best bet. bet. And you check. also know if you can figure out how to activate the auxiliary flaps, you could stabilize the angle, but you're going to have to make a piloting yeah. check. So, dex, dex plus proficiency. Yep. <clears throat> plus dex, so 16, 17, 18, plus proficiency, 18, 19, 20, 21. You are able to, no problem, stabilize the angle, and you are... It's still a stressful situation, but you're able to make it towards that clearing, and... Aren't there supposed to be, like, oxygen masks that pop down? Vi, give me a computer's check. I was gonna say, can Vi try to turn it on? Like, try to turn it back on or something? Uh, yeah. Oh, also, Bal, what are you doing? <laughs> Dang. Val, what are you doing? How <laughs> this is going on? Cause I mean, seeing my feet up, there's something that he can do. So he's like, "Well, I mean, I, it is we're what it all is. gonna die. It's fine." She's chill about it. It's like, I mean, this what it is at this point. So probably texting style, but I was like, "Yeah, I might not make it." <laughs> so dramatic. So bye with that, with that mechanics, computers, computers yeah. check. Instinct kicks in, and you are able to put in an override command that jump starts the engine before you even get close to basically brushing the bushes that Anima was trying to land in. And Anima, you feel the engines kick back on. Okay, who started that? You'll be able to make it a little farther. Probably won't be able to make it a lot farther, but you can kind of see in the distance, the two ships. All right. You won't be able to make it all the way there, but you have enough power to not crash like that. Okay, okay, It's like okay. sputtering, just up and down, like sputtering. Another investigation for a place to land. Okay, go for it. Mm, nine. Whoa. This area is starting to get a little clearer, so you can land someplace nearby and it's not going to be the prettiest landing no matter what you do, but can I get a piloting check? Oh boy. Just one more. 13 plus 5 is an 18. An 18? Can I get by the help action since you just kind of keep like pumping them up like, you got this. You get moral support from Val. <laughs> moral support yeah. from Val. And I'm like, it's Does that give support. me advantage? <laughs> or disadvantage? That's... <laughs> well... Val, would you like to roll perception to see if you can find a good landing spot just looking out the window? That could well, be how you help. Okay. Is there any way Vi can help with perception? <laughs> You're back in engineering, so you can't <laughs> I know. I was hoping there was a window. <laughs> so, Val, as you're looking, you're able to see a slightly clearer spot, and you're able to direct Anima that way, and Anima, with your roll, you're able to land the Basilisk. It lands with a rattle, and you can breathe easy, but the Basilisk is now on minimal power, unable to fly, use shields or weapons. Okay! There, just take a deep breath, and you hear, like, this dull thudding coming from the cargo bay. It sounds like something trying to, like, bang on the door, but it sounds like it's coming from the inside. Vi gets out her weapons and sneaks to where that it is. What now? What now? Val <laughs> <laughs> will sneak over to um, after Texas Abba, so okay, never mind. Not dead. So the cargo, like, this thing here, I thought, I thought we'd check that place out, or, or cargo down here. Yeah, I thought we did that. Or is it in here? Is it here? 
So as you head back to the cargo bay, you notice one of the panels on the floors moved. And you see something that looks robotic. Is It's like a kid banging on the door. Escape. Escape. Unauthorized u- u- users. Escape. So I'm going to take out the beacon and flick the switch to send like the signal to come pick us up. Yeah, you quickly get the response back that there that some people are on their way to come check things out. And then I'm gonna get out my weapons and head back to the to the bay. What language is it speaking? I think some of it's coming out in common, but others is coming out in ALOMU. Yes, that one. That one. But it's kind of coming out stuttering, like some of its systems aren't entirely working. You imagine anything with complex circuitry yeah. after a couple centuries, it's not functioning very well. So what do you do? It's just trying to get out, right? I can knock it out if you guys, you know... At the very back of the ship. It looks like it's trying to break out of the cargo bay door, but that's not working very well. Bye, Bal, give me perception. Perception? Anima, can you can you back up a little bit, Anima? Do you want to go back to the room? I'm going to try something. 30, 20. Just to kind of knock it out for a second. Vile mental miss of Bal, let's not right now. <laughs> I'm, just, it's, I'm just going to knock it out, whatever it is. It's going to knock it out. But I don't, Anima, I don't want you to get affected as well. So... Right, with you said that it was a dirty 20? Yeah, dirty 20. This thing's barely functioning. Ooh. And, but it seems to be running on some sort of self-preservation protocol. Okay. But it's, it's mostly harmless. It can't really do any harm. It seems more panicked than anything. Val, I, I don't think it would survive to be knocked out. Don't, don't do that. Okay. I'll speak in the ALOMU saying, So, all of your authorized users are long gone. We found this ship, and we're trying to take it back to our friends. What's your primary mission on this ship? Do you have a name? As you speak to this robot in ALOMU, it does start to calm down. It says in a very stuttering tone, pirates? It's almost like no. asking if you were pirates. Well, I mean, we could be, but no. Bal, Bal that's not helpful. <laughs> also, Bal, do you do you speak ALOMU? No. You have no idea what what's going on. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're speaking that language? Okay. Yeah, they're just making strange noises at each other. You have no idea. Like, are you feeling okay? I don't know. Did you get hit back there pretty hard? I don't know if you're you're not speaking. You've probably heard or <laughs> seen other people speaking at ALOMU. You still don't understand it, though. But it's like you can recognize it. By all mental him being like, I'm speaking an ALOMU. It's, it's fine. I'm fine. So she'll go back to the little robot. We're not pirates. This ship was lost for a very long time. Many people have looked for it. We are helping some people bring it to them, so that way it can be found and hopefully questions about its disappearance can be answered. It looks at you like it's trying to understand and just says back, information compromised. But it, it has calmed down. Also, you can see there's something, like, emblazoned on it that has its name, and it's Alfred3020. Okay, Alfred. Where is it compromised? Is it just in your circuits, or is it in the ship itself? My my circuits are c- compromised. Okay. Ma- maintenance re- required. It's It's like it's audio processors causing the skipping. Okay. Well, we can message our friends to bring someone who can help fix that. I'm not sure if I have anything that would help. And neither of us knows what's going on. 
No. <laughs> yeah, Vi will, at this point, turn to Anima and Bao and be like, Okay, so his, so this is Albert 3022. Alfred. Alfred, sorry, Alfred. Thank you. And he was concerned that we were pirates. I told him we are not. He has, there's a problem. His, how do I explain? His, the data on him is compromised, and so he needs maintenance. Just looking at this thing, he definitely, this thing definitely needs some serious repairs. And Anima, roll lore. Fifteen. We've established you had at least one history buff as a friend. You know, sometimes droids like this would be used to store and like and transfer information. They had a lot of fail safes built in, so if they became damaged, that data would still be accessible with some repair. Do you think Tali could help? Maybe. Possibly. You also have the engineer with Lex. Oh, that's true. And we AI. Do have a Lex. We have a Lex. Would Lex come <laughs> out of engineering? Yeah. Lex. <laughs> Lex will come out of engineering, I promise. So, I'm actually gonna call Spectra. Okay. You call Spectra, and Vi, you said something. You had something that you could do. This is, I think, from like way in the beginning. But I have a repair kit. You do have a repair kit. You may not be able to do, like, full restoration, but you can help repair some of him. Okay. Perhaps, like, his ability to move, and what's kind of, like, on your mind as you're going to try and help repair him? Just kind of reminds me of a scare- How tall is Alfred? He can fold up to kind of resemble a crate. But he's also got long, he's also got kind of long okay. legs, so his height depends on the space that he's in. But you imagine he probably maxes out about five feet okay. tall and he's kind of okay. short. So Vi's just kind of thinking of him more as a scared little kid. She knows that some things may be easier if he was deactivated, but... Which I could do. <laughs> it wouldn't kill him. No. So... As you're thinking by about, like, if there is a way to kind of deactivate him or put him in a sort of stasis mode, you you feel this spark of something. And you all watch as Alfred kind of, no explanation, just huddles up into a little stasis mode. Folds back into his little box shape. And by you, you aren't exactly sure what happened, but think something about something that you did or thought or you're not sure what but it's it's connected to that weird spark you felt hmm okay he doesn't look permanently in stasis correct it's just right now yeah it it's like he's just gone into dormant stasis mode which could be like a good way to rest his slightly fried processors <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's fair. He's looking rough. Alright, so I moved into the uh, into the hallway, and I'm calling Spectra. She picks up pretty quickly, and... Is everything alright? I think we saw the ship coming in. Are you all okay? Something blew. We had to land. Looked like a pretty good landing, from what I saw. It wasn't bad. It could have been worse. There is a droid on the ship, an Alfred 3022. He's probably some kind of, he's basically like a, what I'm picturing is like a airship black box. Something like that. And it might not be specifically for ship information, but you imagine he has very valuable information on. Okay. But I'm gonna go- I'm gonna go ahead and call him a black box- black box droid. That works. Spectra understands. It's a pet term that other people probably use. It's basically a black box droid, but his processors are severely damaged. Uh, I think Vi is trying to fix some of it, but 
We might need someone a little more experienced to truly get the info off of it. That would make sense, depending on whatever this these people were doing, that they would have one. I think between now and next, if we can get that droid on the ship, they should be able to, over time, repair him enough and perhaps install some upgrades to help improve his processing ability so he can access the information in his systems. This is a remarkable find. While you were gone, we were able to crack the hangar and Found some information, it looks like this was just a way station. Place where they stopped, or they may have had to stop to wait for comets passing or something else, and they went on for them. We got some data that Nell's going to be processing once we get all of it uploaded. Stavios worked out a bit of a deal where Malachi can take the ship, but I might see if we can keep the droid because we are the best equipped to for repairing. Even the find of the ship itself is going to be very good for his business. Also glad to see everyone made it alright. Did you bring your new friend with you? He's... Uh, oh god. He started muttering something about nanomachines and then ran and we just couldn't catch up with him. <laughs> There's just a bit of a pause before. Alright. Tali is asks someone to take some basic communication equipment to him. I'll be able to communicate, and I've already reached out to some people who can come and collect him who are very used to. How do I say this politely? Skittery weirdos? Yes, <laughs> and how to. <laughs> That is a good way to put it. Also, how to get them to trust them enough to get them therapy and possible medication as needed to get them to a more stable mental function. Because <sighs> I have a feeling this person's not doing particularly well. I mean... My friends will be able to help. He quite literally came up to me and told me he hated me in the first second of me ever seeing this person. So I don't think he's doing great. Was there anything that could have sparked that? Or why oh, yeah. approached you? Usually skittery hermit people would avoid people like your group. No. He knew Vi. Oh. So he's from the Federation. Interesting. Yeah. I will make sure to let my friend know that that might change how she handles him. We've... She's had experience helping people who escaped and got lost or recuperate their sanity and get to a better place. He knew my assignment from the Ashen Guard. Pretty late. Mm-hmm. And he remembered it. Yes. He was an information broker. Oh. Shame I'm probably not going to get a chance to meet him. Interested in you. I wonder what information he might have been digging into. What information he might know. He told us that, that he was digging into the guard, right? Yeah. Yes. He was digging into the guard. Well, in that case, I definitely want to know what he learned if he learned anything. Better you than me. It will be learning indirectly. I, I don't think he's quite ready for meeting me. If he hasn't had any contact since leaving the Federation? I mean, Val chucked a knife at his arm and he seemed pretty okay with that, so... You'll have to tell me that story more when you when we get back on the ship. What's there to tell? He sneaked up on us, Val threw a knife. Obviously he got over it if he was helping you. He didn't seem particularly concerned about it, really. Is this on speaker? Question. I moved into the other room. It was in the hallway. With your perception, you can probably like catch bits of the conversation. Okay. But you can't really tell. You can't. You weren't catching all of it. And Val, I feel like you're just. You could hear that there's a conversation going on. You are getting none of the words. So I think what Vi would mainly hear is he was relatively okay with being stabbed. And she'll sort of speak up a little bit, saying, yeah, it, it, it's an occupational hazard at times. 
It's fine. Vice says it's an occupational hazard. <laughs> yeah, in that underworld? Uh, yes. Alright, well, there should be some people there to, to help you get droid off. Do you, do you need someone who can help convince him to walk on his own? Are they able to walk? That is an excellent question, and I, like, poke my head back to see what's going on in, in the other room. I imagine that when you poke your head in is right when there's that weird kind of spark inside of Vi and he just goes back into his stasis mode. Just picture he just like folds back up into his little box. And can you give me a wisdom roll? Eleven. There's something about like the look and the droid's eye just before it um, went into its stasis mode. You're pretty sure someone just did something in its ability you've seen before, but as far as you know, neither of your friends have that ability. Also, what's your passive perception? My passive perception is 16. I think you might have seen, like, a wisp of some kind of energy coming off of Vi just before that happened. What was that? Why? What? I, I don't know. He folded into the box. But I was messing with the like, trying to repair him or something, and then Al, like, Al went back to his box form, I guess. Okay. So that was weird. Anyway, Spectra, Captain, he's stasist. He's boxed. Alright, so he's one of those muscles. Good, good. That'll make it easier to get him back. I think Bell may be able to carry him on his own. If you want, you can try bringing him back and we'll leave the handling of the rest of the ship to Malachi's crew. Okay, and then as she's saying that, I'm actually going to walk all the way back into here and be like, so I just saw a thing with Vi? I imagine like you were walking back as Spectra was talking. Yeah. Yes? So, I've seen people, like, control robots like that before. I didn't think Vi could do that. She shouldn't be able to do that, I don't think. But the energy was definitely coming from her. Kai's ramblings may kind of hinted at the fact that his abilities may not have developed until after he left the Federation. That depends entirely on how much Animal is actually listening to his rambling. That is an excellent point. There's a pause, and you can just kind of picture Spectre stroking her chin as she's talking. Well, this wouldn't be the first instance of perhaps abilities developing after someone left the Federation. I don't know many who have, but I've heard of it. Interesting. I mean, it could have just been some fluke or it could be... I don't know. I'll just keep an eye on it and see if it happens again. Vi, Bell, what are y'all doing after Anna was just kind of walked off back up to the bridge for no apparent reason? I think you did catch the part of the conversation about Bell should be able to carry the droid on its own. So I'll walk over and pick up Al. Or try to pick up Al at least. Not sure if I can, but I'll try at least. I'll walk over, squat down. My strength is 20. Oh yeah, it's it's no problem. It's a little clunky and awkward, and it takes you a second to like, find a place to grip, like, kind of grip. But yeah, you no problem. It's not too bad, not too heavy. I check it around a little bit. See if I hear like any rattling, like a light bulb. I'm just trying to don't, don't do that. I mean, I'm just trying to see if there's anything wrong. Just think there's like you know, do I hear any rattling? Is there any sort of rattle to it when I shake it, or just all? There's a couple rattling. Also, a lot of dust comes off of them as you shake Ooh. it. Man, maybe we should clean it before we take him out of here. It's kind of a little dusty. I think he should be cleaned by someone with experience in cleaning electronics. I mean, we're just dusty, though. Not saying, you know, we're not going to use water or nothing. Just saying to wipe it down a little bit. But fine, we'll leave it for the experts. 
After giving him a look, Vi would like to actually look where the droid came from. You said there was a panel moved. Can Vi look in there? Yeah. You just look into there and it looks like additional cargo space. Ooh. Is there anything in it? No. It was just big enough to hold him. Some ship's captains, even if they aren't smugglers, they still have basically smuggler holes in their ships to store valuables in case of piracy or something. So, it makes sense you would put very important android back there, but something about the crash kind of woke him up. Worst wake-up call ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, maybe most of the electricity from the explosion went into him. Okay, yeah. Which is what gave him an affinity to wake up. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna cast Esper Sense and just look at it and see if it gives off any kind of vibe. There's probably some, like, Esper mute technology in it, but it doesn't seem to have its own innate Esper abilities, but it is not entirely uncommon for especially advanced pieces of technology, regardless of the age, to have some Esper remnants or Esper infusion in the different parts. Or, so I assume that's giving off a slight orthon. Okay. Yeah. It's like different spots inside of it are glowing slightly in different in different colors. But it fits with whenever you've done that around other tech before. It may be fainter just because it's older, but you also get the exact same Esper sense you got from Vi before. You hear when you're in the stasis owl? I mean, I don't know how you work, so I'm just going to talk to you like if you can. Maybe you just can't respond. There's no response. So it doesn't mean you can't hear, but maybe you just can't respond that way. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll find out when you come back. I'll say at this point, there's a couple of people, they're too cash, and they have, they're driving what is essentially speeders with carts attached to the back where you can load stuff into. Hey, we've come to check things out. Does anyone, either of y'all want to ride back? You can take one of these. We'll be investigating for a bit. Also, this is Belrune, and I'm Solora. Hi, nice to meet you too. Hello. One of the cash appears female. Solora, she's got short hair. Yeah, I mean, I think we would definitely, I don't want to have to walk back, I mean, so yeah, I'm pretty sure we'd, we'd all want to ride. But would we all be able to fit on one? That is an excellent point. I can hop on back and hang on. Yeah, and also if you detach the cart in the back, it can move on its own, so you can at least use it to haul that back, pointing towards the android box in your arms. Bow. The walk's not all that far. I don't mind walking. I was gonna say I can walk too. As Anima has rejoined the conversation at that point. Anima has rejoined the conversation. Anima, you're good. I can walk. I need the exercises anyways, this is good. It's always good to walk with like a weight, you know, kind of helps with um, posture, so. It's like a weighted carry, so I'm good. Do a couple squats. Y'all did a pretty good job landing this thing. I'm in, I, I don't believe, I didn't believe this could fly. And Belrude just elbows them. She's like, I'll give it to you later. Shush. It probably shouldn't have. had a bet going on. I'm gonna be honest. Give what to who later? We might have had a bet going on about whether or not this thing would still be flyable, so... It did fly. It is no longer. Do with that information what you will. They exchange a look that says they will be debating Mm. this later after they've done their job. (laughs) And had a chance to do extensive examinations to see who wins that bet. (laughs) Vi pops up. I do warn you, the, the ship engine turned off for a second. I'm not sure why that happened, but I was able to turn it back on with an override, so... Yeah, we're not gonna try flying this thing out of here. At the most, we do have some tech that can at least get it floating so we can haul it back to where we can haul it up to the Goliath with the cutter. And remember, the Goliath is the giant freighter ship that's outside, just outside of the orbit. It can't really land anywhere on this planet. It's a little too big and there's not quite enough clear space. Unless you never want it back (laughs) in space. Either that or it'd be a rather violent takeoff. So, we're walking then? If someone wants to try buddying up 
on one of the speeders or the cart in the back might be able to carry two of you. Two can go. I'm okay walking. It's a, I mean, like I said, exercise. Depending on which two. <laughs> Looking at the tiny Eldori and then the large Ashen Forest and the large lizard. <laughs> large Masakai and like, y'all might have to get creative, but we do kind of need to have at least one of these left here if we need to run back for... I can walk. No worries. Like I said, good exercise, so... You can see the ships. It'll probably take like 15 or 20 minutes. It's not bad. And it's a pretty straight shot. Yeah, I don't mind walking. It's fine. You can also see the all-train vehicle that Stavia rode back in sitting outside of the Crimson Cutter. And Belle, you do get a text back. Glad to hear you're still alive. I would be lost without my large lizard van. Kind of finagle, like, holding like it up with like a knee so you can grab the front of the pocket, balancing it. Look at the text, put it back in, re uh, kind of readjust it again, so yeah. Yeah, I'll start the walk back to the ships. Y'all talk about anything on the way back? This thing sure is, uh, sure is boxy. I think it has some sort of, you know, older kind of esper technology still kind of in it. It's pink glows kind of around. Cool though, I mean, kind of nifty and kind of go into like, this nice little handy box form. Very useful. I wonder what information he has. He's probably a black box droid, if he's anything. Val, you're familiar with the concept of this Vi. You're not entirely sure what that means. Yeah, Vi's just sort of like, okay. <laughs> so are we able to get in? Does that mean that we can't get information from him without destroying him? Or... No, that's pretty much his whole purpose, is to be an information sponge of what exactly their mission was and what happened. Well, at least we probably know what, what happened to them, I guess. At least, you know, nice and sad. That is, of course, if we can get him fixed. I'm sure we'll be able to fix him, Al. I mean, he seems to be, he made it this long, so I feel like we'll be able to patch him up. It's not right, Al fact that he was able to be active at all after what 200 or so years very long while yeah it's it's been a couple hundred couple hundred years is amazing it is so anima why did you ask <laughs> me like if i did anything to make him go dormant well it wasn't me I mean, I didn't press any buttons, if that's what you meant. That is not what I meant. Oh, so we do, like, operate like, well, um, walks a little bit ahead, and like, okay, well, <laughs> let you guys talk. I'm just... <laughs> walk, walk, walk. Gonna walk my way out of that conversation. <laughs> walk, walk, walk. I've been abandoned. <laughs> yes, you, you, your fellow Hambo abandoned you. <laughs> Uh, um. Bye. Would you like to insight check yeah. Anima right now? Let's see. Do you need to? <laughs> yes. Ooh. Twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anima, what's going on in your head uh, right now that Vi can see written all over your face? It's one of those moments that make you wonder how Anima survived five years of having to be completely secretive about everything going on yeah. in her head when it is completely displayed in her face and body language. Maybe it's so much more obviously displayed now because you don't have to hide, so it's just all coming out now. Uh... <laughs> so, basically... Anima's like <laughs> she definitely like saw something when that happened and like she doesn't quite know how to put it or like what to do about it she's very much like very deer in the headlights like not quite knowing but it's she's sure she saw something yeah. okay 
So Emma saw something, but what it was exactly, she's not sure. So she's just kind of like, uh... Yeah. Or what to say about it. Yeah. Because you've never remote shut off a robot before, Vi. But, like, as as far as you know, it shut itself off, but there was... You did feel yeah. something. And you're not entirely sure what that was either. Maybe Alfred can give us more information when he comes back online. Also, Anima never actually verbally answered your question, Vi. Yeah. I think Anima is just... Vi sort of gets the impression that Anima doesn't know how to explain what she saw. Yeah, very much so. And is, like, is not blaming anyone is just very confused. It's very confused anima. Right? Yeah, more or less. Confused and vaguely potentially concerned? I will also mention, whenever you saw, like, stuff like that, that was never in the Federation. It's a good question. Unclear. But you were you were over there. Yeah. And then a thing happened. A thing? Mm-hmm. Like a... Energy. Energy happened. Energy. Hmm. Might have been what that weird thing you felt. I mean... I have a little bit of, um... Powers like... Ferda and Stavios have, but I can do... Like, three things with it? So, I... I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Well, maybe Alfred can provide more more of an explanation once he's awake. Maybe. It's possible. Also, Bal, you can hear this entire conversation. Oh, I know. Y'all just kind of keep walking to get back to this ship and you see Spectrum. She's like, huh, that's in surprisingly good condition as she's looking at the droid that Bella's carrying. It must have been in a stasis or a storage compartment this entire time. Otherwise, it would have been more weathered. Yeah. We found out where he was from originally. It looks like a little, almost smuggler's hole. But there was nothing else there. That's what makes sense. Many captains of ships, when it's their own ship, will install those. Or companies will install them just to help protect private information. It's similar to having a safe but not always as obvious come on let's get him on board and let Nell and Lexi start looking over it and seeing what needs to be done might take a while but they should between the both of them be able to get it working somewhat and your friend stayed behind yeah I think he either didn't trust the ship once it was turned on or he wanted to take a closer look at the animals we um Dispatched, but yeah, he's he stayed behind. A certain amount of distrust is understandable with where he is from, especially with the parents they hit with his land of work and them informed me of that. But I've got someone who has rescued escapees from the Federation before, so they'll be here soon. Okay, just to warn you. He thought Anima, I guess, was a sort of construct, so... That would make sense if he's been isolated for a while, and... I've made sure to alert my friend to make sure most of the people on her ship are, um, human or Promethean. Probably going to have at least bring one of their Eldori, though. I mean, he's seen Eldori before, you know, there's cash there, it's... It's just more like, um... Bal, like the Matakai, he's not seen the Belair, definitely not. I don't know what he, how he would react to a Belair right now. Tally pipes up. I feel like that would be really funny, but also really not a good experience for him. N- no, no. And he'll kill you. I mean, he knows how to fight, so I wouldn't do anything surprising because he will take you out. Just saying, he's definitely capable. Did he display Esper abilities? I mean, he melted some bug brains with math. Yes, he does have Esper abilities. Interesting. It's not often those develop from people that escape, but I guess... Yeah. 
This could go to prove my theory that some people have the potential even if they don't have access to the crucibles, which... Val, you're a little lost as to what she's talking about, but you've also heard the Federation mentioned a couple of times. Can you roll Lord to see if you are familiar with the Federation? Or see if you know anything about that place? I can, I don't think he would. Oh! oh. Well, oh. 19, so... Sure, we'll go that he does a little bit. You may have, like, in passing in your old life met someone from there, and they were really jumpy, really distrusting, and very confused about a lot of things they'll need and with how the Alliance works. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't recall him having those abilities before, though we mostly spoke online. As far as I know, as far as anyone has looked in there know, those abilities rarely, if ever, develop. Fair that there was an anomaly. <laughs> Either way, it was worth it, though. I mean, it definitely helped, see, um, helped us out back there, so... Whatever caused him to get it, it's a good thing. I have some friends that would probably be interested to learn more about the development of those abilities, but we can address that later. Come on, let's get that into the cargo bay. There's a place where Nell and Lex can look at it. You're not going to test them at all, you know what I mean? Yes, we have some abilities, but it doesn't mean you're going to, you know, because he definitely wouldn't be down for any of that. Just saying. No, my... They, they will handle it carefully. It's, it's not going to be like poking or prodding science experiment, but just genuine curiosity and helping him adapt to the world and so on and so forth. Make sure he's got a good understanding and control of his abilities, because otherwise things can get a little tricky or people can exhaust themselves. He's got a lot to learn. Yeah, he does. I, I've, I've seen... I've seen the size of some of those courses, and I'm like, that that's that's a lot. So, Spectra ushers you all in through, basically, the, the cargo bay door on, is actually open on the Opal Star, which doesn't happen very often. And you take it, and she directs you to a place where to set Alfred down so Nell can start scanning. You plop him down, very gently. I have to say, you all did very well. No major issues? Uh, the engine went off for a moment, but then it came back. You got it back? Very good! We almost crashed, but then Animo was like, able to pilot down. There was only enough power to land. Basically. Yeah. Sometimes that's- that is the most important power to have. Yes. Unless there's nowhere to land, then it's- But yeah, when there's a place like, yes, it definitely is. That's when you just kind of have to make your own landing pad, which is not a fun time. Also, I believe Stavis is probably still in the middle of negotiating something with someone. They're talking about some data exchanges and different chairs. They're handling it pretty well, so I left them and bought, um... Wow. wow. Wrong one. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I, I left tie with them just in case someone tried to intimidate them also tiny did something to do and you can see there's lights as nell is scanning alfred his uh processors for speaking are somewhat messed up along with his information processors yes it seems that many of his processing systems have sustained some amount of damage or wear in the centuries most of it should be repairable with time and some very carefully crafted circuitry. Lex and I will be able to handle this, and I will attempt to gather any information I can from his functioning processors just to act as backup. I am feeding the information to Lex as we speak so he can begin preparing different replacement parts. Hopefully that should be done soon. We've got some data transfers going on and Stavios is handling the last bits of some negotiations and then we should be good to leave. We don't need to be here the whole time while they're handling the salvaging of the Basilisk. And I've started to get some semblance of a conversation going on with someone from Nova Station. We'll be able to hopefully get more 
responses from them once we've been able to verify that this is indeed the basilisk. What's going to happen to the ship? Is it... It's not going to be salvaged, per se, correct? It's just going to be... It's just going to salvage it for parts, right? Just sell them off, I mean, the good's a broken ship. This is not going to be a traditional salvage job. First, it will go to uh, some uh, one of the Nova Station stations so they can get whatever they need from it. This is one of been one of their bigger, more most public mysteries for centuries now. So I have a lot of questions, and we'll be, of course, sharing all of the data that we got from the hangar, which she points to it. The door's open. It looks mostly empty, but. You can kind of see people huddled around what looks like computer terminals trying to get data off of it. Some of the information we won't be able to access, but the rest of it I can offer some of Mel's computing powers to make sense of it and figure it out where people went. It looks like this was indeed a way station, which means my friend Agantha owes me several thousand cubals. She looks very smug about this. But I believe, give it a couple days, we should perhaps be able to know at least what direction they were heading in after they stopped by here. Why would they get rid of the ship? They It looks like they unloaded everything of value except for Alfred from it and removed it. There was no signs of a fight or a real struggle. If you're gonna overcrowd them from the get-go, there won't be a struggle, you know? I mean, you get the jump on them, doesn't necessarily mean there has to be a struggle at that point. I can read whatever you want into the fact that Battle's just casually mentioning that. <laughs> Perhaps they planned on coming back for it, but something happened and they weren't able to return. Could be any number of reasons. I don't believe they meant to leave this behind, nodding to the still dormant Alfred that is still being very gently scanned. Definitely a livable planet. I mean, if, if Kaya was able to survive, definitely not the most unlivable place they could have been if something like that did happen, so possibility as well, I guess. I don't know. We'll be able to learn more once we've had time to process the data, get some information from Nova Station. Perhaps they'll let us know the answer, even if they don't tell everyone else. That will also require a signing in NVA, but that is worth it if I get to know. I can prove that I'm right. That they were just stopping on the way to somewhere else. To me, is our name gonna be like some sort of history books for finding this long lost ship? Probably. A lot of that will depend on what exactly we found. Could I have my name not on that though, by any chance? <laughs> I'm sure there will be plenty of time to discuss that later. <laughs> Alright. No particular reason, just just don't need to be on there. Man, if I ever mm -hmm. find Relic again, he's gonna yell at me. Yeah, and when it's like, oh, he's gonna be so freaking jealous. He's gonna be so he's gonna be mad. So... He's gonna be so mad. <sighs> I will hang it over his head forever. The nerd. You gotta find him so you can rub it in his face. I have to find him before I can rub it in his face, or he has to find me, which probably isn't going to happen, but be a face smushing for the ages. Bam, I found your obsession. As you say that, you see there's a couple of the people from Malachi's ship. They're carrying a crate that they probably got from the hangar. And it has an emblem on the side, which you all recognize from research as belonging to Nova Station. And then Anima, you suddenly, like, something clicks in your brain. You know for a fact, Dottie worked for Nova Station. That was the last job you remember her having, and you think you might have been there with her, too. You have been listening to Aboard the Opal Star, an Esper Genesis 5e actual play podcast DM'd and produced by Brianna Jean as part of Pseudordim Social, a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time. Violina is played by Alexis Workman. 
Anima is played by Casey Glover. Stavios is played by Shan Smith. Balamar is played by Blake Francis. And the theme music, as always, is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. If you don't want to wait to see what happens next, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com.